Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. It is 1234 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer with you in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. One of the marquee matchups in the Edmonton Oilers. Connor McDavid against Sidney Crosby tonight. The uh, face-off show begins at 3.30 Edmonton time with uh, yours truly, Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown, Cam Moon, Jack Michaels, all part of the Oilers radio network. John Shannon will make an appearance as well. We'll tell you the guests in Oilers now receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse, whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night on the town. Every meal is an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's open Wednesday through Sunday from 5 till 10 p.m. Tell Brendan and Chris that Oilers now sent you. So we head off to the River Creek Resort Casino Hotline for the horses. Horse Racing Alberta. Exciting live thoroughbred racing returns to Century Mile this uh, on uh, this Saturday. That's April 30th, post time, 3.45 p.m. We welcome back to the show. He's in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. They let him in the country. Sportsnet spec, Mark Spector. How you doing, spec? Oh, pretty good. Bobby, looking forward to a good tilt tonight. Looking forward to a good tilt. All right, so I'm going to throw it at you right now. Is McDavid Crosby still the number one marquee matchup in the National Hockey League? Brendan said, well, what about McDavid and Matthews? So, Speck, the floor is yours. I'm going to shut up for a minute. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a good question, isn't it? Uh, I think for, for us at Edmonton, I'll bet you it's still. You know, for most, if you pull Oilers fans, I would bet you that it's Crosby and McDavid. Uh, you don't play him much. We did see Matthews a lot last season. Uh, but you know what? It's fair to say, you know, Matthews, Matthews and McDavid are more contemporaries. They're more closer to the same age. But I think this is this takes us back to Lemieux and Gretzky. This one, uh, we only see Sid twice a year. Every Canadian, you know, loves to watch Sid play their team because he's Sid Crosby. Goal scored the golden goal. So I'm going to tell you, Bobby, that that in the seven eight zero, I'll bet you it's still Crosby McDavid. What do you think? Uh, I think it's still Crosby McDavid. I'd like to find out what people think. You can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Is McDavid versus Crosby still the marquee matchup in the National Hockey League? You can text us at 780-496-0063. I, I have an immense amount of respect for Austin Matthews. He's right now the best American player in the world. He's state wrestled that away from Patrick Kane. There's no question. Now it's interesting with McDavid and, uh, and Crosby spec because there's some perceptions out there. Like you have the people that say, well, McDavid hasn't led his team to anything yet. That's true. And my response to that would be, and I work for the Oilers Entertainment Group. Edmonton hasn't built a good enough team around them a bit. That's the part about hockey. In my opinion, you're only as good as your worst player. And so the Oilers right now are probably the deepest they've been during Connor McDavid's time, I personally think. 
Um, and I even look at the matchups against the Maple Leafs, and the Maple Leafs have had a little bit more depth than Edmonton, uh, though Toronto still has not won a playoff series since uh, Austin Matthews was six. Something I must tell you, Speck, I don't mind saying on the air. I digress. Uh, so here we go. I mean, you look at the head-to-head matchup, and, and Connor's got 14 points uh, in a grand total head-to-head matchup of eight games, and the eight games the two players have had. Crosby's got five, but the Penguins have got, like, points in seven of the eight games. That said, the Oilers walloped them. Well, they, they didn't wallop them. They beat them 5-2. Penguins outshot them. Uh, but it's... It, it, is it? Do you buy the argument for people that say, "Well, but David hasn't won anything, so it's not close." Crosby's still a guy. How do you respond to that? Well, I think that's where McDavid's resume needs to get built. Now, you know, there's no question he'll, you know, the heart trophies and the art raw. He's ahead of them on art Rosses and the pace and individual trophy wise, Bob. No one's questioning Connor McDavid's ability to match Sid's resume there. Uh, he hasn't had a chance to shine in the Olympics yet, so no one's holding that against McDavid. But there's clearly one place, right? It's, it's three Stanley Cups to none, and Connor's been in the league. This is just, what, a seventh season here. So, sure, I, yeah. I agree with you. There's no question. They have to build a team that, that he can take to a Stanley Cup. You can't take air to a Stanley Cup, and he hasn't had the team around him. But he's also followed now, I think, Sid Crosby's path. He is a... You know, he's gone through that and is going through that maturation into just being a hell of an offensive player to being a way, way better 200-foot player. You know, he's a 50, almost a 54% face-off man this year. He's never been anything close to that before. He's, his defensive game is now at a level where, you know, he's going to play in a in a, either a 2-1 deficit or a, a two-one lead with three minutes to play. He's out there on the ice, and you couldn't say that about him before. So it's taken him longer to win, to be uh, on a Stanley Cup contender. Uh, We can argue whether he's on one today uh, than Sid Crosby. Sid Crosby played for a Stanley Cup contender a lot faster and won a cup a lot faster. But I would say to you today that McDavid's game is ready now to play on a Stanley Cup contender and lead a Stanley Cup contender. And, And now the question is, does he have one around him on the roster, I think? Well, in fairness uh, to Connor on this issue, Sid inherited a situation that Connor didn't have the benefit of. The Pittsburgh Penguins invested a number one overall pick on 2003 NHL draft, two years before Crosby was number one at Pittsburgh. Don't forget they got Malcolm, uh, Jenny Malcolm, they ended up getting him second in 04. But in number one in 03, do you recall who they got that was a central figure in their first Stanley Cup championship win? And oh, by the way, it was part of their second and third Stanley Cup championships as well. Yeah, he said the goalie for sure, right? Yeah, Mar- right, well, they, there you go. The goalie. Crosby but had the goalie. Crosby had the goalie. More than and just the goalie. You know, goalie's a big part of it, but there's, there's yep. some, it's, we can, you know, this is a, a great conversation. You could drink a lot of beer having it, right? It took Iserman however many years it took him longer. 13, the, 13 years, thank you. You know, Almost got like, traded to Ottawa. Scotty Bowman almost had right. him traded out of Detroit to Ottawa. Almost did. It didn't take Chris Crosby as long. It didn't take Gretz as long, but he had six Hall of Famers on his team. 
you know, Pittsburgh, uh, Lemieux had had uh, a hell of a team around him, and he had Yager. And, you know, now we look at McDavid, and he's got Dreisaitl. And Dreisaitl's as good as any, in my eye, Today, Drysdale's as good as any Yager, as good as any Messier, as good as any supporting player that any of those great totally guys agree. had. McDavid has his supporting player, and let's put a hockey team around these two guys. And I don't. Why can't they win a cup too? Will it be as fast as Gretz? Obviously not. Will it be as slow as Iserman? Let's hope not. Or, for that matter, Ovechkin, another number one overall pick who's been a go. superstar. Guy. For a while, it was Crosby against Ovechkin. Just, Mark, it, it, it is interesting, because I know we had this conversation the other night, frankly, at an establishment right by the hotel here. Uh, they're all, it, it's crazy, right? Four, Connor's played 485 career games. He has 692 points. Crosby had 688. But there is one massive difference, and it's tied to a guest we had on yesterday's show. And that guest was Dave Jackson, the ESPN rules analyst. So uh, David's got 692. Crosby's got 688. And you and me both love Sidney Crosby. Like, uh, Sidney Crosby's one of my favorite players in the NHL. Even strength scoring, and this surprised people when I put this out. McDavid's got 51 more even-strength points than Sidney Crosby to this point in his career through 485 games. That's a lot. But the difference was Crosby, 264 power play points, and McDavid, 216. Alas, thanks to Dave Jackson, he's the one that tweeted out the power plays per game in the first two years that Sid came into the league. There was, you know, uh, basically... 11 and a half and, and 10 and a half power plays per game as they worked their way through the new rules and eliminated obstruction. A lot more five on three. Sidney Crosby had 48 power play assists his second year in the NHL. I could make an argument that the better five on five player, at least five on five point producer, has been Connor McDavid. However, when you look at the, pen, the power play numbers, it would suggest that Crosby's been better. But he had way more opportunity to work on the power play because there was way more power plays. That said, I actually don't think, Mark, that Sidney Crosby in the first six or seven years in his career got the actual respect from his peers that he deserved. Not the way, like McDavid, McDavid won the Lindsay fairly quickly. I don't know if Crosby necessarily is, is seen with, and maybe it's personality and temperament and the competitiveness that Sid has. And some guys thought he was a bit of a whiner early in his career. Uh, I think he's a hell of a player, and, but he doesn't, you know what? You don't play against him and think of reverence, right? You play against McDavid, you're like, holy, like you've had players tell you, that's the fastest guy I've ever seen with the puck in my life. Do you buy that? Do you think there's something? Like, I honestly don't think Sid actually got the respect he deserved the first six or seven years of the league. He was a better player, and, and throw out the power play numbers, better all-around player than, than I think even some of his peers. Uh, you know, and maybe it was partially rivalry. So the floor is yours, Mark. Take it. <laughs> well, they're different players. I mean, you know, this, everybody listening to this show knows how McDavid brings you out of your seat. McDavid would bring a first-time hockey watcher out of the, his or her seat. His his greatness, like his his attributes that are superior to everyone else's, you can see them from the moon, right? 
You watch Connor McDavid play. Watch him for five minutes. You see, oh boy, he's the 97th, the fastest guy out there. He blows through three guys, and you go, holy cow, what a play. It's very evident that he's the best skater in the league. He's the fastest guy with a puck. He obviously leads the league in scoring every year. You know, Sid, Sid's, the difference between Sid and the next guy, probably in most areas, skating, puck handling, scoring, um, ability to control a game. All those things are probably closer between Sid and the next player in the league than between McDavid and his suitors. You know, it's not as abject with Sid Crosby. Still the greatest player in his time. The generational player that comes from Gretzky to Lemieux to Crosby to McDavid. There's no one's doubting any of that. But I guess I'd just say to you that that you know Sid is a little more has always been a little more subtle, right? Sid grinds you harder. Sid, uh, you know, it took Connor. Connor's a guy. When you watch Connor McDavid play these days. He's protecting a puck down low, and he's you know, he almost sometimes you look twice. He looks a little like Drysaddle lately. Uh, Sid's been doing that his whole career. His you know, it's level. It's it's just they play a little different. We're comparing Bobby. We're comparing like a uh, a Porsche and a Corvette here. They're not the they're not no. the same thing, but they both win the race, right? All right. So here's where I'm going to go with this, Mark. So in a Crosby second year as a 19 year old, first team All Star, won the Hart, uh, won the Pearson, which later, as you know, got renamed the Lindsay. Okay. But then uh, didn't win, a, and he won the Art Ross. So in his first seven years, he won one Art Ross, one Hart Trophy, and one Pearson. McDavid, that's in his first seven years. McDavid likely will win his fourth Art Ross in seven years. He's already won two Hart, and he's already won three, you know, uh, Lindsay, which was formerly the Pearson. So... Again and, and and again for me it was year eight and year nine like in thirteen, twelve, thirteen, thirteen, fourteen, in the, like his ninth season in the league where I'm like all right these guys get it now and I wondered if part of it was you know Sid had a vicious rivalry with guys like in Philadelphia and you know he, he was the greatest grinder of all time there you know what I mean there wasn't this like you talk to players on other teams and they're like holy blank is that guy good like that's how they talk about mcdavid there you know and, and which is and again i don't think the winning and losing is tied to connor i think it's tied to the organization building the team but it is it is interesting it's almost like sydney had to i don't know it just didn't happen overnight in terms of respect sometimes um this text comes into us from uh Kamek, he says, I agree with you both. I love watching Crosby play. He's one of the best Canadians ever play the game. But in the terms of the respect, uh, like you said, he earned the nickname Crybaby Crosby early in the year and uh, early in his career. Uh, another texter says, both players are great players. Love them. I have to give the edge to Crosby. He knows what it takes to get past the first or second round, but to take his team all the way and win. And McDavid will soon arrive, says the texter. And for me, that is much of a reflection on the organization as it is on McDavid and, and, and Leon. And, and, and again, Sid came into a situation where they had a, a top 10 goaltender in the world on his team. And the owners haven't had that. Sid, Sid's game has always been closer to a playoff game. We've all heard the stories about how Sid decided, i got to get better on face-offs. And he set his mind to it and became a much better face-off man and refined his game in the areas that it takes to win in May and June and July or whatever, <laughs> however the seasons go now. Um Connor's, you know, Connor began with a game that wasn't near as hard, right? 
as SIDS. This game wasn't as, as you know, I would say to you, it's, it was higher end, but not as complete. But I think he's there now. I think he's, I think he's done exactly what SIDS done. Look at his face-off. Start there. You know, look at his defensive game. Look at how he's. Look at where you see him on the ice now. He's not flying his own and watch and and, and saying, "Okay, you guys get me the puck, and I'll help the team offensively." He's getting the puck and then helping the team offensively. So he's he's where Sid. You know, maybe Sid got there quicker, but I think McDavid's there now. And if you give McDavid a team, and I think he's a lot closer to having it, he's a lot more ready to win games now than he used to be. This text comes in saying, Bob, Connor McDavid's game is rounding out nicely. He looks and plays bigger this year. There was an illustration of that against Columbus the other game. Cassian got hit behind from behind by Meyer, was stunned for a second. Uh, there was a scrum. McDavid, you know, could have got a double minor on the cross check to Sean Corrali. Uh, you know, uh, Cassian was in there, got a... Uh, what, what's the term? It was not a gross misconduct. It had something to do with inciting. They gave him an inciting misconduct, I'm told, by John Shannon after the game. It was not a, not an abuse of an official type thing. Uh, and somehow Evander Kane did not get a penalty, even though he guilt by association. He thought he was getting one. Spec, what we're going to do. When we come back, we're going to talk about... He skated right into the box. He didn't even have a penalty. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you know you think. Well, he's so used to getting them. So, Spec, when we come back, we're going to talk about the other topic that we talked about the other night and the topic you wrote yesterday on sportsnet.ca. Mark Spector for the horses and horse race. Albert. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. The live thoroughbred racing starting 345 Saturday out at Central. It is 1251 and you're listening to Oilers now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio 630 Chad. Very quickly in the orders now, injury report brought to you by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. It's just simple. James H. Brown, they're the best. Unrivaled experience, unrivaled commitment, unrivaled results. They get it done. For the Oilers, Darnell Nurse and yes, the Pugliarvi did not make the road trip. Jay Woodcroft saying today that Pugliarvi is feeling better and likely uh, they'll try to get Pugliarvi back in uh, before the end of the regular season. Edmonton with games Thursday and Friday against San Jose and Vancouver. Tickets available at oilkings.ca. Pittsburgh's healthy other than Tristan Jari. He's got a foot issue. They did pick up Nathan Boydou. It's not played for them. Uh, he's been injured uh, since acquiring him, but uh, Jari's their number one net miner. We're going to see Casey Smith this, uh, tonight. All right, let's bring uh, and re-engage Mark Spector, Sportsman Spec for the Horses and Horse Race in Alberta. So, Spec, you wrote a piece yesterday about Connor McDavid and evaluating his candidacy to win the Hart Trophy. And what was the uh, gist of the piece? 
Well, just the piece is that I just stumbled across a lot of people saying that, uh, or a handful of people saying that, ah, Connor McDavid wouldn't even make my ballot. So the just the piece for me is kind of, you know, you don't have to vote for Connor McDavid to win the heart. That's everyone has their own idea, and there's such a field of candidates this year. But uh, if you don't even have the leading scorer in the league in your top five, a uh, guy who set career totals here this year, uh, I think you're not. I think what's happening, Bob, is a little bit of uh, Oilers or McDavid fatigue. I think people are are normalizing the fact that Connor McDavid leads the league in scoring. Every year, and they go, ah, that's not enough to win the heart anymore. You know, Johnny Goodrow had a hell of a year, or Huberdeau had a hell of a year, or Shesterkin. So that was my piece was, hey, this guy's the best player in the game. He's leading the league again. Don't forget about this guy for the heart trophy. Well, and you what know you what? Think? This is one where you don't if, have you a sit, vote. Who you if you for? sit, I don't have a vote. I have a vote for the coach. Um, and I got a lot of time for Daryl Sutter. I got a lot of time for Dean Evason out west. I think those guys have done a good job. Those are two of the guys that will be on my radar screen. But, uh, you know, if Connor was on a team with 36 wins instead of 46 wins and, you know, was closing in on a, on 85 points as a team instead of 100 points, I'd be like, yeah, all right, maybe a little bit. But I'm with you, Mark. And I also understand math. And in the past, there has been analytics arguments to dissuade voters at times for looking at players like McDavid and Dreisaitl. Okay. Uh, based on team success or plus minus or that sort of thing. So, I mean, I look at Johnny Goodrow. There's an interesting guy. He plays in the best line in the NHL. They are the best line. That line also plays 87% of their five-on-five minutes together. And there is no better illustration to me of the fluency of shooting percentage than Johnny Goodrow. Because in 1819, he had a 99-point season. Great season, right? 100-point year, basically. The next year, he had 58 points and 70%. Well, what do you think his five-on-five shot percentage was with him on the ice for the Calgary Flames that year? He has 58 points in 70 games after having 99 the year before in 82. If I told you it was under 8%, would you be surprised? Probably not. Not at all, right? Well, guess what? That's what's crazy about what McDavid's done this year. Is he's sitting with 118 points... And only on this recent three-game run, where he's got eight points in the last three games, has he climbed over 8% shooting percentage. Not for him, five on five, but for the team. Like the last couple of years, him and Leon have been around 11%. So imagine, and, and oh, by the way, what do you think Goodrow and Kinchuk and Lindholm and those guys are at when they're on the ice playing together 87% of the time? They're at 13%. It's amazing when you think of the five-on-five shooting percentage that the Oilers have had under McDavid. He's had an abnormally low year. He still could end up having a 120-point season. It's crazy. Yeah, so what you're telling me is that Goodrow is affixed with more productive line mates, is what you're telling me, right? And this has always been... There was a time when they said, Drysaddle Drysaddle can't win anything because he plays with McDavid and vice versa. Well, now they don't play together. And all of a sudden, Mitch, you know, Matthews plays with Mitch Marner. And no one says that that is somehow unfair. Even though Mitch Marner, I'm going to say to you, is better than either, a better player and more productive than either Evander Kane or Jesse Pugliarvi, the two guys, or Zach Hyman, the guys that have replayed the most minutes with McDavid this year. 
Uh, Paul played the most minutes with McDavid. Drysdale yeah. played the fourth missed, fourth most even series five on five minutes as a, of the forwards with McDavid. Okay, so, so who's the, the guys ahead of him? Kane, Hyman, uh, Hyman. Hyman, Pogliarvi, and, and uh, Yamamoto have all played more minutes with McDavid. Oh, so Kane hasn't called up yet because he hasn't been here that long. Or maybe Kane so, has. I don't know, but I know that McDavid is The point is, Mitch Mar- I'm going to tell you, I'm not trading Mitch Marner for ooh, any of those guys one for one. Mitch Marner's a better player. No disrespect. Mitch Marner's one of the best players in the league. But, so, but he's Matthews pumping has a Matthews' numbers up. Sure, he's got a hell of a winger every second of every day out there. Uh, Johnny Goodrell's wingers are both 30-goal scorers. 40, you know, had Kane, 40 goal scores. They're well, both 40 goal scores. They're both 40 goal scores. <laughs> so, you know, the, the whole argument about, hey, that guy plays with, with really good players, it's not, he doesn't deserve a vote. That, to me, is out the window. I don't I, I don't love that argument anyway. Uh, the guy's, you know, okay. Goodrow's doing what he's doing, and he's doing it at five on five. He's like plus. Mark, we got to go to break here. We ran up against it. We got to get up. Stay with us. We're going to come back and we're going to talk about uh, is there a concern for the orders for the playoffs on a couple different fronts? We'll get to that when we return after a global news weather traffic update with Evan Cook. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.